Welcome to Highly Volatile, an unfiltered podcast for real-life professional traders, investors, and top executives. To be the best, you need your thoughts and perspectives challenged by the best. This podcast series features some of the most thought-provoking and disruptive minds in both businesses and investing. My name is Kevin Van Trump, and I'm joined each podcast by my good friend, legendary trader and angel investor, Andy Daniels. Together, we attempt to challenge the conventional and gain a better understanding of the disruptor. We search high and low for wealth hacks and exciting new investment opportunities, but at the same time, try to uncover hidden pitfalls and unforeseen changes coming our direction that might rock our worlds. We hope you're challenged by our unfiltered thoughts and conversations and enjoy our highly volatile podcast. Hey folks, this is Kevin Van Trump here live with my good friend and uh, buddy Andy Daniels. And Andy, how are things going for you guys? Where are you at now? Well, I'm down in Florida trying to keep it low, but uh, hard to uh, <laughs> it's hard to enjoy the nice weather down here with the uh, turmoil in the world right now. How's everything yeah, out there in Kansas uh, City? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they just locked down the uh, locked everything down last night. I mean, we're just to the essentials now, and uh, told everybody it's at least a 30-day lockdown, and we might uh, play it out even further here. So reassess after 30 days, I guess. But. Uh, Hell, like you and I were talking, what do you think? I mean, if this goes on past 30, 30, 45 days, I mean, you talk about a destruction of wealth, huh? Well, I think that's already happened, and I think now it's just a matter of to what degree. Yes, um, the, the economy, I don't think, could sustain much more than 45, 60 days. The problem is, if, you know, you had Pence up there yesterday on stage talking about this 15-day plan and keep everyone uh, uh, sidelined for 15 days, and after that we'd be able to, uh, you know, try to manage through it. But 15 days isn't going to get a cut, and after 15 days we're going to go back to business as usual. I just don't see it happening. And if it doesn't, and if it takes longer, then how does the economics of that play out? I mean, you had Mnuchin on TV today talking about a $2 trillion uh bailout package, and, and then with the option to go to $4 trillion if we need it. I mean, we're talking yeah, about an yeah. entire entire year of GDP. I mean, <laughs> this isn't yeah. going to end well, or isn't going to be over quickly, should I say. No, shit. That's, uh, you know, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's going to be nothing. We, we were just sitting around, Sean, like, you know, we own a lot of properties in different places, and one of the places, uh, there's a big hair salon in, well, that, you know, city shut them down, and we were talking about the dog daycares and uh, kennels. Well, they're going to be closed. and sh- I mean, they're going to go out of business. I mean, nobody's taking trips, checking their dogs in anywhere. So, you know, that's going – I mean, just the crazy domino effect, uh, you know, it's just unreal. Uh, you know, my brother-in-law, he had about 600 pipe fitters uh, working at any one time, and they're getting kicked out of all the, the plants and facilities they're at for non-essential uh, work or things of that nature if it's not tied to food. You know they're getting closed uh, and, and put out of work. So I, yeah, like you said, two trillion. Hell, I mean, this is un, un, unfathomable uh, at the moment. You know, and and I'm with you. Shit, I don't, I don't. I even, I mean, they come out and wave the the white flag. I, I don't feel like people are just going to pop their heads out and just start going nuts, like you're saying. I mean, I, I think you know, people are going to 
step a little gingerly at first and, and uh, I doubt people are going to go race to take a lot of cruises and, you know, and go to big theme parks and things right out of the gate. So I, I'm with you. I, like we've well, said, you can you take I, the, you can take the word of, uh, 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 you know, a V recovery out the window and this is more of an L recovery at the best case scenario. <laughs> and when we do turn this thing around, it's going to be very gradual and, and to make, New highs, because uh, the stock market is not necessarily uh, reflective of the economy overall. Uh, it, it's gonna it's gonna take a few years. I mean, I I've heard it argued the last few days that this could uh, make 2008 look like a uh, like a warm up. Um, I don't know. I can't imagine it's going to be that bad because there are different environments involved, but. Globally, we were the best economy coming into this whole thing 30 days ago, and uh, probably still are. Dollar would tell you that, with the strength of the dollar and the like. But boy, uh, if we're the best, then the world's got a lot of hurt going on too. And uh, I just don't really, I can't get my head around a comfortable position when someone says, "Well, what do you want to buy?" My answer is nothing. Nothing in terms of the equity markets right now. I think it's not time to be a hero. There will be some incredible opportunities. We both know, Kevin, how you and I have had this conversation yeah. 10 yeah. days from Sunday, and that, that you know after 9-11, we saw a lot of changes in the way you fly and the way you do different things, and this is going to cr- create new changes that we haven't even contemplated yet in terms of how education's run, how business travel. I think it's going to be... D- a bad thing uh, going forward in so many ways, even when everyone's back to full potential. And there, let's not kid ourselves. You, you got 6 billion people against one virus. You got 6 billion minds against one virus. We will, we will win this war. There ain't no doubt about it. Question is how long does it take? And what is the economic impact to get there? Yeah, I agree. You know, I was getting ready to write some things for tomorrow morning and I'm just like, the virus is clearly more patient than we are right now. And, I, you know, at some point we're going to, you know, it feels like the world's going to have to take a step back here. And uh, it's crazy, the global destruction of wealth. And, I mean, across the globe, you know, a billion people in India on lockdown right now. And uh, you know, it's just uh, going through Australia and just r- ripping through. It's just unbelievable to, to sit and think, how in the hell? And I'm with you. I remember you always talking, mean, some of the other more seasoned traders uh, – you guys are trading bigger positions and you know that sometimes uh the decision to do nothing is actually a decision i learned that from you guys well and uh and i trade is a trading decision yeah yeah and one of these times i I hear so many people wanting to race in and buy these dips and buy and i'm with you i i think there's going to be so many there's going to be no shortage of opportunities there there is going to be a shortage of dry powder there's going to be a shortage of dry powder but not a not a shortage of opportunities. That that's for sure. And I, like I said, I, I can't even get my head around the, the like I said the destruction of wealth that's taken place across the board. The restaurants face to the to bars and transportation, just just everything. I mean, now it's you know we just got to get that. Like you said, I, I think financially, I mean, it's an Armageddon. But we got it now. It's about life and death. I mean, we got to make this thing. Uh, we got to have it. Find a cure. Get a stop. And that's. All hands on deck, and, and I'm with you. I, I'm more optimistic, I think, now than I was maybe last week that we are seeing. You know, you got New York locked down, California locked down, 50% of the U.S. population locked down. 
Daddy, there's some uh, there there are some sharp sharp individuals that ain't just going to sit in their house and take uh, and and watch death on a stick just come their way. I mean, they're, they're going to make some shit happen. These people are going to make some things happen. And you know, we've had people calling in, and different people have different ideas, and different guys saying they might have this and that that worked in you know really high ranking positions, uh, and that they got ideas to to maybe make you have a cure, maybe make some things happen with the vaccines. And that. I'm with you. I I, I think. Like you said, you got six billion people, and there and there's a lot of smart people, and I, I'm thinking some things are going to shake out, and I think the next two weeks are going to be hell, though, don't you? I think so too. I mean, look what happened from Friday to today, and you know that mm-hmm. that 18 uh, year old uh, savant kid that uh, did the uh, ncove two one zero one nine dot live that website. It's probably the most watched mm-hmm. website in the uh, planet right now, from Friday till now two days in the u.s we've we've doubled our uh the, the confirmed cases thirty-two thousand and change yeah. right now um but, but you know the number is you, you're missing a zero maybe two who knows because we don't have any idea with the lack of testing that's gone on and that number is only going to grow exponentially oh it's, it's interesting though huge. when you when you look at these things how you know the the global you know, in total, globally, of known cases or at least defined cases, there's, you know, 345,000, 14,000 deaths. But, you know, you, you look at uh, Italy. Italy's got a, a 10, oh, shit. Uh, so what is it now? It's 13.5% mortality rate. In the U.S., we're 0.018. Or China's 0.18, and we're 1.29. I mean, it's... <laughs> I don't know. I, I think there's a lot to be said for, you know, this country and what we can do. But there is no way that we can maintain a lockdown for, 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 for 30 days, maybe 60 days. I doubt it. 90 days. No fucking way. It can't happen. So at some point, no, we're going to have to say, OK, we're going to we're going to accept that the, the, the population is going to get it. Hopefully in the next 30 days, 60 days. We will have a treatment plan, and but you know a true true vaccine is going to take a hell of a lot longer than that, and that's really where we need to probably get to a point where we're going to accept casualties. We're going to try to, you know, maintain and and, and corral those that that the elderly and those with diabetes and other diseases that are at high risk. I mean, and though that's the quarantine that's going to have to happen. The general population, there's no way the world can afford for that population. To, to continue to be, um, um, uh, you know, uh, set aside. It can't happen. So I don't think no, it's going to last. And at the end of the day, we just have to try to quarantine the uh, the old and those that are vulnerable. And everyone else is going to have to fend for themselves. And hopefully some of the treatments, and there have been a lot of them discussed, and some things that we gave to our troops back in World War One and World War II, uh, I can't remember the names of them, but they've been talked about on the news all, all the time for the last two days. You know, those kinds of things are going to have to get out there, and then that's going to be a treatment. It's not a cure, and it's not a vaccine. But I don't see any way. You're not going to be able to keep this world quarantined for – it's impossible. It can't happen. No, you're right. I was uh, oh, talking to a bunch of uh, math geeks a little bit uh, over the weekend. Carter tossed his hat in the ring, and – you know, he suspects we probably double. You're going to double infections uh, every two days. 
uh, every day and a half, excuse me, every one and a half days, you're going to double the rate of infections, maybe even more now to get more testing out and quicker availability. And you're probably going to double the death rate about every two days. So I'm just worried. And I just say in the next two weeks, I mean, you know, the press and media and social media, I mean, they're going to go nuts. They're going to run wild with this stuff. And you're going to see some horrific, uh, you're going to see some horrific footage. That's for sure. We're seeing the footage out of Italy right now. You know, we saw the uh, flatbed trucks, uh, military flatbed trucks hauling dead bodies off on uh, Friday. And, you know, they're they're basically in some of the hospitals in Italy. They're picking and choosing who who can live and who can't and, uh, based on the ventilator situation. And so, I, you know, I think it's going to really start to freak some people out. And, you know, like we said, I, I think it's probably going to get worse before it gets better at least. And it's going to be tough to keep your sanity uh, about you as, as this uh, – as this thing unfolds here in the next, like I said, the next couple of weeks, and that's all you're watching. You know, it's, it's, uh, I worry that's, that's going to take its toll on a lot of people and a lot of families. So I think that's going to be one of the main goals is just trying to keep some sanity, isn't it? I think you're right, Kevin. I think you're right. Uh, These are times when, uh, prayer goes a long way because, uh, what we know and what we can control, um, isn't in our grasp at the moment. Oh, I, I agree with that, sir. Yep. I was seeing on a, on the bright side, I was seeing the pictures in Italy where the, uh, you know, where the swans have come back into the uh, canals through Venice and there's fish in the canals that have never been in the canals and dolphins and things that come back in places. And they had reports in Wuhan that some people said they hadn't heard birds sing in Wuhan in 30, 40 years there. So, you know, so um, it's pretty crazy. I mean, maybe, you know, like you said, God's, uh, giving us a little wake-up call, a little message across the board. So, nutty. Uh, that's for damn sure, Daddy. I mean, definitely crazy times we live in. So, I had some conference calls. You get a kick out of it with, you know, with a lot of farmers and different people in the last week. And still a lot of people out there in denial wanting to race in and buy a lot of stuff and just think this is, you know, I don't want to say they think it's fake news, but they're, but they're just, you know, we're in the Midwest and we don't really see it, you know, right in front of us, just like we did in Italy, you know, with my daughter over there. You just... You know, and then next thing, like everything in life, right, Daddy? Gradually, then all at once, huh? And uh, that's, you know, that's, I think that's, uh, I think that's where we're at. People got to be careful, I think, right now, especially just thinking because you're not seeing it maybe necessarily in your own backyard. Your perspective can get pretty skewed. So. Yeah, yeah, it can. I mean, uh, just a few hours ago, uh, Rand Paul was uh, – got it and uh trudeau's wife in canada has it and uh you know andrea Andrew merkel in uh, germany yeah, yeah. has been quarantined i don't know if she has it but she her one uh, several of her aides did or a few of her aides did so right. you know the 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 it gets real real when you start to bring it to popularity and of course even last week in our last podcast we even knew that uh, uh tom hanks and his wife had it so you know right. I still don't know anyone that's had it. I'm not sure if you do, but I'll promise you one thing. As those numbers grow, our one degree of separation is going to become zero degrees of separation, and we're going to know more people. And it, it, it's, it's just so weird. Your kids come to visit you, and, and you don't even know if you're, you know, are they the, you know, are they carriers? You, you have no idea. And, uh, and that, 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 so we've gotten to the point where we have our kids held up in a different, uh, um, uh, uh, environment than we are uh, simply until we can, like you did with your daughter and you know, yeah. when she got back from uh, Italy, um, we're, we don't have them quite as quarantined as that because it's, it's theoretically not possible. 
So, you know, I don't know how well quarantine is going to work. I think you can do it if you try to just dedicate it to certain groups, those that are at the greatest risk and those most elderly. I I hate to even think of myself in that category, but if they say 60 plus, I'm I'm there, buddy. So fuck if I know. (laughs) I I agree with you 100%. And that's, we've just been trying to tell the kids and some other friends. I mean, you know, you just, Gotta be smart, and I think you know, try and lower the risk curve a little bit. And I, I mean, you know, hell, if you're trying to avoid getting hit by a semi truck out on the highway, I mean, the fewer amount of times you go stand in the middle of the highway, the less chances you got to get hit. I, I think it's pretty common sense. You know, just lower down your number of cases of the. You're trying to, like you said, it's damn near next to impossible, but you know, shit, you become a you drive yourself nuts or insane or trying to do it. But we did the same as you. We kids are staying, like I said, they're downtown and. They're staying together, and you know, but they pretty much shut everything off in Kansas City. And I guess here we go and shut all weddings, all funerals. I mean, you start thinking about it, man, as it just spans itself in the dominoes. It's like it's just unreal. I mean, Michelle yeah. had some girlfriend, yeah. the big wedding planner. You know, just everything. I mean, they're all done. They're just done. Just, I, I just don't see how the hell you're bailing all these people out. I did. This just doesn't make sense to me. So I, I can't get my head around. Well, can we try to find something positive to talk about? I, I know that I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, I spent a lot of time talking to one of my dearest and oldest friends, uh, Tom Renato, a.k.a. the Carp, and uh, he's he's got some optimism in terms of the ag markets. Now, I know we can't, uh, you know, it's a shiny object over here, but, but if we always have to look for silver linings. We always have to look for things that we can be optimistic about because if we just sit on this call much longer, it's going to, it's going to take its toll. So I'd like well, to try to that. maybe switch topics here a little bit and uh, get Tommy on the phone and, and just talk about what he sees in the ag markets. He comes from a fundamental background, and I'll, I'll introduce him when we get him on the phone. I'm here. I'm done. <laughs> oh, okay, good, good. Well, after Kevin and Mai's uh, eulogy on the economy, I thought maybe we'd uh, try to pick up a brighter note here, and I know most of our audience is ag- in the ag world. And so I wanted to reach back into the recesses of my, um, my, my background in Rolodex and come up with what I think is probably the best fundamental individual I've ever known in my life. His name is Tom Renato. He is warmly referred to by many in the trade as CARP, and that's a long uh, story, but we'll just call him Tommy for today. Tommy was a uh, floor trader I met back, oh my gosh, probably 35 years ago, and we're both dating ourselves here. And uh, Tom used to ride in every morning with his dad, who had to be at work at 4 a.m. So suffice it to say, he's an early riser, and uh, he is the student of the markets, uh, the likes of which I've never seen before. Tom is probably one of the most brilliant individuals I know on the fundamental side of uh, the markets. And it's a real pleasure to have Tom join us here today. Tom, after that intro, I'd like to uh, welcome you. Kevin and I both uh, think the world of you and uh, have had years of knowledge and experience. And, uh, you know, with all the stuff going on right now, we need a breath of fresh air, and I know you'll be able to give it to us. Welcome, Tom. Well, thank you. Those are very kind words. I actually feel like I'm king of Belgium or something right now. But what the fuck? Here we go. My fellow Americans, it's not what you could do for your country, but what your country could do for you. This day will live in infamy. 
audience out there, think about those great crazes in our lifetime that a lot of us endured or her parents endured and had to fight through a war or disease or an illness. illness. Um, those were phrases that imbued in our lifetimes forever. Um, maybe our children and grandchildren don't know it, but we certainly do on this phone. Uh, I'll never forget them like most of our listeners won't. But I will say to you this, this, this is not a war against a country. This is not a war against religion. This is a war against a virus that we're all going to fight and become better from. And let's hope, let's hope that our differences in life are not a religion. They're not on land. They're not on culture. Let's, let's, this is something that I think we will unite on worldwide. This, is, this reminds me of the movie Avengers or the movie The Day the Earth Stood Still. Um, you know, we're fighting something we never fought before in our lifetime, economically and in health. A total crushing, blowing, chokehold, slammed out later month match for the WWE this is something we've never seen before, all at the same time. But let's remember where this great country and other great countries came from. It all stemmed economically. And I believe our country, the United States, is one of the best. And it may, it may, it may not be deemed that by worldwide and people don't want to hear it, but the U.S. is a great country. We're first and foremost with trade and freedom of speech and had our trials and tribulations with race and culture and civil war, but we've gotten through it. So we, we were in the past in trading when I started, as Andy kindly mentioned, in the 80s. And I had no idea what the Board of Trade was like. This is a true story. Andy knew that I came from a lower a middle blue-collar blue income family on the south side of Chicago. And I was hired to work down as a floor trader and a back office person. I wondered what the, the, the floor of the border trade was all about. I realized what this country, you know, being ignorant and stupid in many ways coming out of college, not realizing what drove the world economically. Every day we woke up in our lives and what was important. But I learned that the hard way. Um, for several years, 10 years, I struggled with success and failure but in, in, in relationships. But I realized that we were in a phenomenal business, and I was lucky enough to be able to, to find a niche in my life, at least, in my family's life. So we came down to learn about what fair value and S&Ds were all about. Supply, that's when I say S&Ds, I mean the word supply and demand. We started with the Russians before I got there, how they bought wheat to eventually be competing us and to the Chinese and the South Americans not competing. Uh, South America's not uh, uh, supplying the world in grain as they do today. And the Chinese going from small amount of buyers to the world's biggest buyer, you know, uh, eventually going through... uh, uh, our time on the floor and how we were scrutinized 
by the trade in law enforcement to realize that the people on the floor were not so evil and realized after coming to see what's happening in the last five to 10 years with algorithm electronic trading that the powers and be, which they thought were trying to make it a better place and a safe haven, realized that honestly, they made a mistake eliminating open outcry because trade and fair value, uh, 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 open outcry, being in a pit was like a gladiator in some ways, but yet we were all in it for the same reason. So we're here today, we're talking, and we're going to talk about tomorrow and say this, America's trade, America's food supply, the world's food supply cannot be threatened about what we're going on. We see hoarding of items like toilet paper and uh, hand sanitizers and that we're seeing the world rob the shelves of uh, bread and food and staple and yet every year we know that we the world can produce a lot of grain let us let us take some comfort that we will the world will continue to produce these these commodities these necessities in life and what has happened when um, economy, our economy, done so well, and we were disconnected to the U.S. commodity world when the stocks were on its highs and commodity prices were on its lows? Uh, we realized that uh, uh, there was a major disconnect, and then all the the virus issues came about, and stocks collapsed, and U.S. commodity prices, you know, lapsed even further. Um, I will say to you this is, is, is that people that are producing this grain throughout the world all take comfort because we, we will, we will uh, produce everybody and we will have a better product than most. And we will, we will recover from this. We will. Well, Tommy, you couldn't, and you couldn't not, be more not, right. Not, and, and I really do believe that, uh, you know the, your 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 uh, illustrations of of the history of this country um, are spot on, and I really think that we are at a at a crossroads. Where look, I mean, agriculture's been kind of a forgotten child of late. We've 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 been algos and high frequencies have traded over, have taken over the trading world and the futures world, and. Uh, you know, we, we, we've had years of, of overproduction, uh, you know, when, when the whole ethanol craze was over and we finally got the world to catch up on production because nothing cures high prices like high prices, and we had that. And so now we've been kind of in a, you know, maintain a maintenance role. Um, we, we've seen the world with our trade agreements with China and everything else and under the gun. Um, you know, where the U.S. has been losing market share and the like. And, and so I kind of wanted to kind of focus a little bit, if we could, on what impact this whole corona process is going to have. I mean, you've seen energy prices collapse, and what does that mean for DDGs and, and ethanol production? And, uh, in fact, I was on the phone, when was it, uh, yesterday, talking to a, uh, the CEO of a, a large ethanol company who said they got a, a letter of notice uh, two days ago from uh, all the major uh, energy producers, uh, you know, Exxon and 
and, and uh, everyone else under the sun saying that uh, any contracts we have with you need to be um, held back uh, for Q2, and if they're not, we'll, we'll claim force majeure. And so that alone is probably going to throw, you know, 300, 400 million bushels of corn demand out the window that was going to be there. Uh, and, and, and so it's just putting more pressure on the whole ethanol world. But, you know, take a look at, you know, how we as a country are looking at things. You know, this country is looking at shutting down certain vital rail sections and and, and, and barge uh, transportation and the whole uh, complex of, of, of transportation is under under the gun. But when you look around the world at other exporting countries who have far less sophisticated systems than we do, how do you see all that playing out, Tommy? How do you, how do you see the U.S. Uh, role as what had become somewhat of a residual supplier to the world, perhaps being turned about here, by the this whole corona issue and um, uh, our ability to be more efficient than others. Well, if I had the answers, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be trading about, but I'll give you my best shot at it. Um, first of all, the, the cost of planning nowadays, and Kevin's and Mike. Uh, our dear friend Mike Mock, I'm much more in tune to this than me, will tell you that the the, the insurance rates and insurance level are much more, and prevent planning are much much more market impacted than you and I uh, were aware of or knew in the 80s. So farmers will will if you take the current insurance rate, 780 beans and 330 corn. The other day when we, um, and not so long ago. Uh, we're down to 3:30. The farmer could take out the prevent plant, take the insurance payment, and say, "Screw it, he's not going to plant." And why plant? He gets a payment. So insurance uh, now is a major factor than us uh, starting in our early careers. Um, you would you asked me about um, the South, you know, our foreign competition. So I I do want to say this because the. I've talked to a dear friend, of course, Andy, you introduced me, all my dear friends, or most of them in the trading world, haha. <laughs> but uh, it's true, you have. Um, uh, my dear, Our dear friend Colin Cronin told me a few weeks ago that if Europe got shut down, that the disconnect or disflow of wheat could be enormous as it shifted back to the U.S., and guess what's happened? Europe's being shut down as we speak and European prices in wheat are escalated accordingly. And now the same is becoming true, although albeit early, as South America is entering the middle, late stages of harvest in Brazil and um, not yet to be seen seen yet in Argentina where they're facing uh, political uh, tax issue uh, structures. So the, the flow of grain has been disrupted. And... When I was uh, brought up early on uh, in the 80s uh, by a, a, a friend, a dear friend of my wife and I, George Fry, uh, God rest his soul, he always told me that when the carryouts are going down, traders need to buy markets. And last year at this point, I don't know what the exact numbers were, 
but our carryout was fourfold what it's being determined to be now. So hence, the U.S. carryout is coming down, and quite frankly, the South America is coming down. So we made a low last week, uh, early the week before, of eight something, eight thirty, eight twenty, and you know our carryout to some, uh, i.e., depending what acreage is. Should be down into the low 300s, maybe middle 200s, depending upon acreage and yield is. And, and yes, the carryout is going, uh, and corn is going the other way, but we've seen, we've come into agreement with China. We always got to go back to China because they are our consumer of grain worldwide, and they are the most important player. Um, and that will be in it throughout our lifetimes and our, you know, who's ever left to trade is their lifetimes. But but China is back in the markets, and we're always one drought away, whether it's South America, U.S., uh, uh, um, Europe, of, of creating a big market. And we haven't seen that for a while, although we have seen a massive drought in Australia for the last two years, which I find interesting that how naive and stupid uh, some of the – the wheat market's been and the way we've traded because uh, back in 05, 06 it was, we had one bad year of drought in Australia and we had wheat prices and uh, high protein wheat uh, reached 20 bucks. Um, let's look at what's happened. We've gone from beans in the mid to upper 960s to go down to late 820s. We had bean oil go from 36 cents when we worried about palm oil and palm oil production go down to the low 24s, 25s. We had corn go from basically $4 to $3.30. We had wheat go from there. So, so from, from, a, from an investor standpoint, from a, from a, a speculative standpoint, not even a, not a producer or trader, but from the commodity world in itself, given what we're doing, look at where prices are. Now, let's not talk about, or should we talk about, Probably so. How inflationary this could be. Goods taking off the market in big in in vast quantities. So the word inflation has to creep back in everybody's mind again. And if it isn't, if it if you don't answer that, I think you need to re look at this because this is so inflationary for goods that we're we're going to possibly be fighting inflationary fears once we come out of this. And guess, yes, we will come out of this. So, Andy, you asked one other question about energy. And I'm not astute or smart enough to know about crude oil, but all I know from the pundits around me that say, how can Saudi or Russia's economy survive at this? And that is a very good question. It's one that needs to be asked, but Many countries will not be able to survive this at these kind of prices. This is part of our trading world where algos cause other systems to trade accordingly and cause chaos. And that's what we're in, chaos. I'm not so sure that our markets in general, and with all due respect to the rules and regulations of how we're supposed to trade or why we shouldn't be shut down for a couple of weeks as all this settles down. I don't think it's fair to individuals. I don't think it's fair to anybody that we're judging our markets based on this craziness that's going on in our lives right now. So I'm an optimist. 
I think we all have to be optimists. I think we wor- we'll all worry about our children at any age, as any parent would. But I think we'll be a lot better. I don't think you have to live your life afraid. That's me personally. I don't. Maybe my wife, lovely wife, won't agree with me, but that's the way I I view life. Live your life. You're, we'll be smart about it, and we'll go forward. And we'll look back and say, my God, I think we learned a lot. I think uh, um, health and economic-wise, uh, we're all going to be better off worldwide. And, 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 and guess what? I also think the world's going to be a better place to live in because you know what? We're fighting all this together. So that's how I kind of feel about this, Andy. And uh, I know maybe there's some skeptics and going to say, uh, um, you know, this is far worse than we've seen. And, you know, we, you can hear all the bad stuff. I wish we would hear some good stuff, on it. not only for us, but for our kids. I wish the children could watch a TV show and say, you know, oh, my God, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents will be okay. Right now we're scaring everybody. And uh, I just wish somebody out there would just alleviate those concerns somewhere. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hard-pressed to uh, find a contention with your, your, your perspective and certainly share your sentiments in terms of what we all would like to see happen. Kevin, uh, why don't you kind of pivot here a little bit and uh, give us a little thought yeah, and uh, maybe uh, change the direction of the conversation or keep it going. Tommy, hey, Trumpy here. Um, hey, Trump. I'm, here, let's listen to this. Okay, so I'm long, uh, I'm long beans across the board, May, no in July, and uh, – Long wheat, long Chicago wheat. I'm long spring wheat, and I'm long rice. You guys hear anything about cotton? What do you What do you guys like out there? You like, Daddy? You buying any corn here? I I, I haven't I haven't bought any corn. I, I'm just hesitant, even though, like Tommy says, we got Chinese stuff. You guys long any corn? Or? Andy, Tommy, anybody? Uh, I, I, you know, I I'm not buying corn yet because I'm 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 afraid because of the current energy prices and the and the uh, you're, we're just gonna, we're, we're just. There's no way we're not gonna lose three, four hundred million bushels of demand out of uh, ethanol this year because of what's going on in energy and these comments from from big oil companies about force majeure. So corn isn't at the top of my uh, hit parade right now, but soybeans. Uh, you know, look at the corn bean ratios. I mean, you know, I, look if you can't. If you can't be long corn right now, or beans right now, I'm sorry, I don't know what you can be long. Um, I'm not, you two are probably the most perennial wheat bulls I've ever met in my life, both of you. I don't think you've been bearish wheat one day in your life, but maybe right now you are. Uh, both of you are, I've never met two people. You're, you're both like, you know, I, I used, to, used to hear people talk about gold bugs. Well, you guys are wheat bugs, both of you. Both of you are perennial bulls and wheat. And uh, um, so I, I guess I, I do like beans. I, I can make the arguments about DDGs because of the lack of uh, um, of ethanol production and, and how that's going to, you know, spew meal demand. And meal's been the short leg of every uh, every technical um, positions. And uh, you know, I, I think there's a story there. I think a story that can play out. Um, 
and, and we've already seen it play out. I mean, Tommy, you were telling me the other day, looking at spreads that you know all these carry spreads that have gone in versus. Talk a little bit about that, if you would. Well, uh, basically, that has happened because of the disruption. I, I, I keep going back to the disruption of flow of grain that's occurring with strikes and uh, or coronavirus issues from loading of grain in South America, and that certainly is true in Europe. And, and even the wheat wheat market has um, uh, showed that. I mean, just take a look at some of the nearby spreads uh, in wheat. Um, the corn market, Andy pegged the corn market on the head. That you know, the 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 demise of ethanol has really crushed the mess demand in certain basis levels in the last couple of weeks, in itself uh, have collapsed by thirty or forty cents, and that surely impacted um, the corn spread. But you have to be careful here because we're not the old. When we started in eighty, information was hard. It was a phone call. It was a connection in another office. Um, then we got to the point of, um, phones, because there wasn't any phones, um, and then internet, and started learning about information was flowing, and, and I, I find it... Yeah, yeah, uh, fuck off, that, we're, we're not talking that, about sending smoke signals up, you know, talk about what's no, going but, on. No, but yeah. Andy, but Andy, you know, the last few days I found it interesting, because there were a few commercials that didn't believe business was getting done, and it got done with China. And, and, and I, I, I don't know why that is anymore, but it's, it happens. Um, you know, before you had to go in that little circle where commercials knew, all knew what was going on if you were privy to that. But now today, not even that's occurring. I don't, I don't know if that's because there's a Chinese-owned entity that owns a delivery firm here and it's in-house so you don't hear it. But I find it interesting. Um, you know these these numbers that that China's agreed to China's agreed to here to purchase in phase one and they need to for their economy, which means x amount of wheat, x amount of beans, uh, DDGs. It's significant to our balance sheets, and my God, when it becomes an import margin that's profitable for them, and it is in corn right now, uh, it is in wheat. Um, Beans have gotten very, very close, or getting closer by the moment, uh, because uh, uh, what's going on in South America, um, you know, there's... But Tommy, at the end of the day, Tommy, at the end of the day, they got to buy $40 billion, $50 billion over two years. That That isn't even the pus and the pimple of a Texan's ass compared to the trillions of dollars that are flowing out of this world right now. So... You know, for them not but to for do the it doesn't make any sense. For the commodity world, it is. It is we a big deal. Them. That's my point. So they're going right. to do it. How, how could they not? Yeah. They're going to. They have to. They have exactly. To. And they exactly. know that, and we know that, <laughs> and, and, and we'll get to that. But we're trying to get to that point where it matters. And actually, we're trying to get through tomorrow and t- tonight and saying, what is the stock market going to do? I mean, I thought we're limit down. We're, hey, we're limit down off the open here, so just to give you a heads yep. up on Sunday night. Tonight, it's really? wonderful. It's wonderful. Yep, stock market limit down. We got crude down another buck. Um, I don't know. So you guys, you guys both believe China's going to come through with these purchases. Which I, I would probably, I, I'm in agreement with you. I think that's happening. Um, that's that's 
that's going to go down. Well, I guess like we're asking how, how lower price is going to be before the shit starts to uh, come back. You know, I, mean, I that's, think I guess, that's every farmer. I think I think three thirty corn holds it, and I think these eight dollar beans hold it. And you know, when the stock market rallied, we didn't rally with them. We broke. And I gotta, yeah. I gotta tell you, that we're, we may be looking at maybe it's an opening call for the grain thing to be lower off stocks. But I gotta tell you something: yeah. who's gonna sell this shit anymore? Yeah. We, the stock market is the stock market. We're 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 a grain market. Totally, totally different animal. Mm. It, it, it is at the end of the day, but in, in between. That they tend to at times like this when mines are melting, it all melting and melting, same thing. Um, it, they they tend to go into in tandem. Why does gold go down when uh, the stock market's breaking? When you know, you know, modern uh, economic portfolio management would suggest the opposite should happen. So you know, things aren't in the tandem that they normally should be. I agree. They're gonna they're gonna buy, but. Every day they don't is another day, and, and, and when the funds control the majority of the volume and open interest on the floors right now, it's awful hard. You know, if they need liquidity, you know, it doesn't matter what they sell. It's you know, torpedoes be damned. It's it's uh, that's the only thing I fear. At the end of the day, yes, they're going to buy what they said they're going to buy. We're going to sell more than we we, we otherwise would. Um, and I think that if you were just looking at two plus two equaling four fundamentally, it'd be one thing. But but two plus two doesn't equal four anymore. That's my fear. Yeah, I th- I think they could cross edge a little bit and buy buy the grains and stay short equities. You know, I think it's a decent cross edge for them. So, like Tommy said, I think we could run out of sync. I mean. He's right. We were getting pounded when the stock market was rallying, and now the stock market's really getting its ass kicked here, and they've started to rally these beans and uh, wheat off the bottom. I think you're seeing some funds cross-hedge in, into the ag sector, and, you know, maybe maybe, maybe this will maybe we'll see that uh, play out here in a minute. So I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm with you guys. I mean, that, you know, uh, funds today are, are, you know, I mean, we, we haven't even started to, figure out which ones are going to be around tomorrow or the day after. But, uh, you know, the, 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 these are volatile times, and, and it's awful hard to draw a line in the sand and say, you know, 350 is going to hold or 320 is going to hold in bean corn or 8 bucks is going to hold in beans because it, it's not time to be a hero. Fundamentally, yes, we are too cheap. Uh, well, let me ask but, you one thing. That Andy, doesn't mean trading-wise we're too cheap. Andy, you and Kurt, if, if – yeah. If let's just say everybody's going to have problems delivering, ports, you know, delivering into the export world, are we the saving grace? I mean, do we got the best shot at delivering over everyone else? Brazil, Argentina, hundred percent, European Union, Black. That's what Without I think. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Kevin, Kevin, give give that's a little bit bet. of your story, that your storyline that we discussed earlier about how, you know. Give a little bit about the, about that and our system being, you know, go on, talk. As far as with with the healthcare, or what are you saying? Or as far as with the no, no, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about grain. I'm talking about how you know Brazil is all truck delivery, ninety five percent. No, yeah, yeah. I mean that's what. So you know, I was on a call, like I said, I was on a call midweek with some hedge fund guys, and they were talking equities, and they were seeing some ripples through Brazil and 
uh, the president's out, and there's a lot of protests going on and this and that, and they were talking about trucking's going to have a problem. And I thought, well, shit, if they're shorting companies and businesses and things, I said, and the world's going to rely on Brazil for, for soybeans. And I've set, made that contention for a while. You know, the one saving grace here is the more the world relies on Argentina, Brazil, parts of the Black Sea, uh, parts of the European Union, and we're the ancillary supplier, that means the more the volatility there could be at times when they can't deliver. And and I think that, uh, you know, I think you're seeing a massive spike right now in Argentina and in Brazil on this uh, coronavirus. And, you know, shit, if we can't control it, they they don't have a snowball's chance in hell of controlling it is my contention. And what we saw happen in China is you didn't have your low-end labor market show up. Simply the reward, the risk-reward isn't there. To go in and make 10 15 or in the case of Brazil and Argentina, make $2, $3 an hour unloading trucks. Shit, you just don't go into work at some point. And they couldn't get uh, trucks unloaded and they couldn't get uh, ports uh, delivery in any capacity. So I'm just saying now, like when we talk storm, we talk to other people. I mean, Brazil relies heavily, heavily on their trucking. And I and I'm thinking that you know they start throwing quarantines down and locking people down. They got away now. Let's, let's, can I if I can interrupt, Mr. KB? Yeah, how, you got it. How much how much have they sold? Brazil seventy seventy five old crop and about twenty five thirty new crop. Argentina sold because of their taxes. They're heavily pre sold. Heavily. Right. That's something that's not. I mean, it's talked about, but not too much. So. Yeah, they can sell because of their dollars, but they so fucking sold here that 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 this this is something crazy. I, I mean, guys, um, Andy, uh, I don't know if I said this if you you asked me to talk about spreads, but the meal spread went from training uh, the nearby went from training uh, full storage. Uh, actually, was trading uh, interest rate five five dollar carry plus. Traded eight dollar, ten dollar inverse. Wow! What month to what month? You wow. talking gold new? What are you talking about, Dum Dum? May July, May July meal. May, May July went what, from a five dollar right? carry to an eight dollar inverse. Yep, yep. In two the, weeks, the that's a spreads, big fucking move. Bean spreads went from trading close to storage to to uh, not say inverses, but close to it. Uh, yeah, no March. No big inverse. No March. The sleeper one yep. here is oil, and guess what? The palm oil areas are getting butt-fucked here, and they're getting trouble. And now the oil <laughs> spreads here are trading 1% or 2% money. 1% or 2 Hello? 1% or 2%? The wheat spreads carry to inverse. Carry to inverse. And, guys, it's not going to get better tomorrow. It's not going to get better in the next day. This is nope, crazy nope. shit. That's never in 40 years of my life. Well, wait, uh, uh, Andy, I don't think you've been as long as me because you're younger. Uh, not prettier, but younger. And You're five and, days older than dirt, Carp. Go on. <laughs> so, so, so we've never seen this. Never seen this in the old timers. We've never had this kind of impact before ever. Nobody, nobody's ever seen this in a trade war. Nobody. No, Zero. No, no it hadn't happened. It hadn't happened. And yet, it's getting so little press. People don't look at it. People don't talk about it. We're myopically focused on the front month and maybe the month after. But, but you know, Tommy, the things that you're discussing right now, 
would have had every grain trader's uh, attention, uh, you know, oh. ten years ago, and it would be the only thing, and that would have been yeah. we all would have made fortunes. But right now, no one even. No. What, what are True. nearby? What's nearby beans doing? True. You know, nearby corn's not up because uh, yeah. uh, old crops up. It, it, it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. We we've lost. Well, you look you look at you look at some of the bean you look at some of the bean spreads uh, right now and deferred. For, let alone what's going in the nearby. You got you got no Jan and Jan March inverse. You have July Red Nove of next year, and that you know that's a trade when I first started. I had about two or three thousand in my pocket, and I traded a thirty lot of July Nove, not knowing what kind of risk I was getting into, and I made a career out of it. Um, is trading a two or three cent carry, and how how many beans will be available at the end of the year from South America? I think you could count them on one finger. And what about weather issues? What about South America issues? We got two growing seasons, so. A very good low risk trade right now, uh, in my opinion, humble opinion. I guess if I'm humble, I think I was. Uh, is to is to look at the back end spread and say, look, if something goes wrong and we've got a carry out that's three quarters less, July red note, July twenty one red uh, note twenty one is sitting at a dirt cheap low risk trade that you know could make you a bunch of money is going to cost you very little for two growing seasons, i.e. U.S. and South America. And um, if you tried to offset that, I would look at, um, and I'm not a fan of it, but I'm saying if you want to look offset that trade is to uh, maybe be, buy diesel sep corn at some point in time. I, I don't know where it is, but if it's too wet, I'd be cautious of it. But do something where you, in the corn spread that, uh, um, again, favoring beans, 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 favoring right? beans. Yeah, it's favoring beans over corn, which is okay. Well, and you um, know, Tommy, that's the other question you have to ask yourself: How are we at a point? Can we really count that that ninety-five million corn acres and eighty-five million bean acres are going to get planted? Have we even no. have we even put that through the lens of Corona's virus yet? I mean, no, no. we haven't. No. We don't know no. what. Banks are going nope. to do. Uh, we're going to nope. see banks go 100%. under. I mean, what the fuck if we lose hey. that kind of financing? We, this could be a completely different world we're not even thinking about. So, yes, being bull spread beans, it's a cheap way to play a lot of things that we don't know about. What are your other favorite? Hey, the other issue time? just go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. Sorry, sorry, Kev. No, no, I was just saying the other thing. We've been talking to a lot of producers, and you know they're kind of just real real uncertain here about having labor to get the crops out of the fields because you know shit everybody's pulling in uh visas and and uh you know people that are coming over here that are going to work in the fields and do the things they do they're not able to leave their countries and we're not allowing people in and if this shit goes on you're, you're going to have some issues at harvest time i'm telling you now you're going to have some labor shortage problems that that you're yeah. just right Andy. i mean you're going to yeah but, well, but what about the next earth. two months kevin i mean are we going to yeah, even yeah, be I able agree. to is the crop going to get planted? I mean, we're right now, well, you know, we should be planting uh, full gun, uh, yeah. and, and, and we're not. And, uh, yeah. you know, this has everything locked down. And so just this alone, forget weather, forget if it's raining too much in the Ooh. Delta or whatever the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. We, we need to start paying attention to that side. Well, of well, we, have had, well. we have had reports coming in. Bishop, I hope not many bishops or cardinals or priests are listening to this conversation. 
because we'll all be cursed. Yeah, right. Exactly. Cursed. But we, we have had a lot of several reports coming in from China that a lot of those areas that were being planted to corn and beans were backing off because they couldn't get fertilizer to a lot of people because of the quarantine and the, uh, the issues with the virus. So think about that as that starts to play forward. You're absolutely right. I mean, you start jacking with logistics and trucking and facilities. Now, here in the U.S., we've allowed anything tied to ag and food production to stay open so we don't foresee any of those issues. But like you and I have said, hell, we're having truckers call in and report that shit. They, they, they can't even stop anywhere to go to the bathroom because everybody's stolen all the toilet paper at the truck stops. And a lot of gas – there's gas stations that aren't open because people aren't showing up to work to uh, run them. Uh, you know, the $10-an-hour guy taking the money, he's, he doesn't want to take the risk. And, you know, I, I don't – I hear you. I, they're probably right. So, I mean – you're going to have some logistical hiccups, and I'm not sure we're fully grasping here as of yet. Uh, and that's why I said, I, I you know. But, I Tommy, I like the idea of doing some deferred bull spreads and beans. I think that makes yeah. some sense uh, based on the unknown. I, I'm going out to 21, though, Dunn, 21. I, 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 got, yeah. I got you. But, but your, your long leg is in 20 and your short leg's in 21, and I like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the oil spread at trading 2% money, July D's is good. Um, the wheat spread, I honestly think, guys, that if we don't get any fucking wheat in the delivery market, Chicago wheat spreads will rip somebody's back legs off. It will kill them. Um, nice seeing Ontario could plant more, but are we going to get the wheat in the delivery market? The, the soft wheat crop is already, is already in peril in the south. If we can't get wheat in the delivery market, who knows? Watch, watch. Um, you know, as, ba- as bad as the corn spreads have been, what is the biggest market for corn or beans? It's, it's Illinois. Um, the on-farm stocks in, uh, in Illinois are way down. If the farmer struggled to get corn planted in Illinois with a corn basis rally and, you know, spook everybody. So those are things, um, Andy, you talked about spring wheat. If it gets too wet in northern plains or Canada, what does all that mean? Um, if you hurt, I mean, right now South Russia's in trouble. Another, high, you know, if our friend was on uh, Bob Steele, he would tell you that South Russia's uh, really important for wheat. Um there's certain areas but, to watch. I, I, you know, again, the, the bottom line the is greatest, there ain't there ain't nothing going on right now. There ain't nothing going on right now that would lead you to believe acreage will go up as a result of coronavirus. There are a lot of things that could take it down. Yeah, and that it, to me implies your bull spread scenario in the deferreds with longs in the in the twenty crop and shorts beyond makes yeah. sense and is a good friggin' hedge. Kevin, what do you think? Yeah. Daddy? No, I agree. I, no, I, I hear you. I, I agree with you totally. I, I think that makes sense. Uh, like I said, I, I'm long most everything. I'm, I haven't taken a position in corn because, like you guys said, I'm worried about the fallout here in ethanol. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. I think you're going to trim some of the herd oh. for sure. There's going to be some, there's gonna be some plants. Shut down. We're going to lose some plants in this ethanol deal. But but and, uh, but, but guys, we 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 got done the three thirty corn because of all this. I'm not saying it can't go. You're right. No, you're right. Tommy, you're right. It can't go to two fifty. It can't go to 
So three thirty, say you go to three dollars, give or take shits of green. But, but, that, but Kevin, it's, or, or, carp. It's not your hey. long leg. I mean, it's 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 the oh it's no, the no, no, no. It's it's they're on the tennis floor. You don't want to dance with her. I don't and, have anything long. I'm Italian. I, I have nothing long. I'm Italian, so don't worry about it. And Andy and you and Tommy tell people this too. I mean, for me, not the only reason I'm not long corn is simply I can't afford to have that much risk on the board with my other positions. And right. I just look at it like taking a shot in a basketball. I mean, I can either take a shot closer to the rim or I can take one a little further out. I like the bean market. I feel like I'm a little bit closer to the basket, and it's an easier shot. Um, and the wheat. But the way they're moving margins around, and like you were saying, and gold and crude oil and shit, and I'm, I'm short some mini S&Ps now. I'm like, I, I, I'm kind of worried. That, you know, they jacked the margins all on me or the exchange. Like you asked, Andy, before we even started, we didn't even talk about it. Is there any chance in the world they could close the exchanges? Is there any? I know they're closing New York State. Oh. Could they close the markets? I mean, I of course they could. out the real wild card. You know, no, well, they could. What do you think? You say no, could, Tom? Could, could 30 days ago? No, no, could yes, they could. Yes, they with? could. Yeah. Anything's, no, I, anything's possible, right? Nothing's off the table. Yes. No, two weeks ago, we'd have said that's the stupidest question I ever, ever thought of, but... Yeah, well, three weeks ago, you'd say that if we're not at thirty-five thousand by June, something's yeah. really wrong here. And here, I'm talking yeah, the Dow, not at, uh, here. Yeah, we here are. we said at eighteen thousand. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think, like you said, this is not the place to be a hero. I think the building's on fire. I think you just got to wait here. I mean, you can't be running in here in this 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 type of scenario. And, no, you're making can't. a stupid move. But, so. but you can, Not, you, you, can do certain, you can do certain spreads, guys. You don't mean uh, yeah, right. No, I'm with you, Tommy. There, I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, you Tommy, I think what you're done. saying are great hedges. I like your bean spread ideas. Wheat's a little goofy, uh, and and if you got to be long something and short something else, and you look at the corn bean ratios, I'd be long beans and short corn with breakfast yeah. added. But yeah, but it's, I, I, it's I like hard, I like those hard, 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 hard to sell corn. At these kind of levels, but yeah, yeah, you know, yes. And, and so. if if we're not going to have ninety five million corn acres and uh, eighty five million bean acres at the end of the day, no. if what we no. think is going to happen no. happens, because no. No. there's no way on God's green earth that's going to happen. I don't see it no. myself. Hey, dum dum, it's getting close to my bedtime. By the way, no, nope, you're right. <laughs> Let's God wrap damn, it up. We kept you up an hour later in your dead bedtime. Well, Tommy, I can't yeah, well, thank you will. enough for joining yeah, us. I, I hope uh, uh, we haven't rambled too much, um, but I certainly well, uh, maybe always if we feel have, energized when I get what, off a call. You know what? You. I hope I hope the rambling, which is which is intuitive, and maybe we all joking aside because we've known each other for for decades now. All of us have. Uh, uh, we know we us three know each other and respect each other. Have disagreed with each other, uh, laughed and cried together. Um, I think we have something to give to to the people out there listening. I hope they realize that in all sincerity. And uh, if ever asked again to do this, I, I'd love to do it because uh, you're getting straight from the heart. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, Kev, do you have anything to add? No. I. You know. Hey, everybody, keep your family safe. These are going to be tough times, and uh, I know Tommy's get, loves his kids and family, and so does Andy, and and you know, and. and yeah. We do, and we're, we we got lots of friends that 
worry about their kids and their family, and, and we're all in the same boat and the same predicament. And if yep. there's anything, you know, like we said, we're trying to help you guys mitigate to manage your situation, but most importantly, you know, stay healthy and try and help as many people as you can in these uh, tough times. So that's what we're trying to yep. do, and we hope others uh, spread that as well. So appreciate it, Andy. Well, Tommy. I, I appreciate Thanks, everyone's uh, contribution today, and then uh, one of my uh, – uh, favorite sayings at times like this is aim low, they're riding Shetlands. And gentlemen, thank you. I agree. And we'll talk I agree, soon. Buddy. Thank you. Yeah. See you, Tom. Thank All right. you. Bye. 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 Bye.